Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is 2-11 on this warm, breezy Saturday. Steve Thompson in, Shalotta Brundage is our producer, Mark Fry in the newsroom, and Doug Swintonheart is here, and we're going to do an hour of tech talk all the way to 3 o'clock. And you know the deal by now. If you're having a problem with your computer, hardware, software, whatever, feel free to call or text the program. Our number is 651-989-9226. Text is a great way to go. We invite you to text or call the program. Doug, how you been? Absolutely wonderful, Steve. How about yourself? Very good. Uh, the warm weather continues. I am not going to complain. I wish we'd get a little bit more rain. However, uh, the drought certainly caused a problem uh, for farmers, as you heard earlier on uh, Shaletta's show. And, uh, you know, definitely could use some rain going forward. Looks like the heat is going to continue. Heat's not a friend of our computers. We've talked about that before. One of the other things we want to talk about right out of the gate, it's been a couple of weeks since we've had a chance to visit, but a lot of people have a Microsoft operating system. What's new on the Microsoft front? Uh, Where are we with 11? What's going on? Well, you know, that's really interesting. Uh, as you know, I want to get my hands on 11, and I want it in a full downloadable .iso file. And I haven't been able to get a copy. I get as close as 3.8 gigabytes, and I it just stops. It, they're so busy being downloaded, even the external Google drives where people have set up an opportunity for you to get. I'm having trouble getting a copy. From what I can tell from looking at the, at the site, it, it looks to me like the operating systems are kind of coming together. I look at the design of this thing, and I, I see a, a little bit of Microsoft. I see a little bit of Mac. I even see a little touch of Linux in there, and it's kind of kind of interesting to me how they're putting that interface together. I wish I had better news, Stephen, could tell you I've been testing it for three weeks, and it's a go. I, I can't get a copy. <laughs> I'll, I'll try again several times this afternoon, and hopefully we'll get through and grab one real quick. Yeah, you can it, get you can get the upgrades if you got like ten uh, that I can download, but I want a fresh copy so I can see how it installs from the ground up. Yeah, and, and Doug, advantages, disadvantages. What's the sales pitch? And I know in the past when there's been a new operating system, uh, the advice has been take a step back and wait. You don't want to be the first hundred to do it. You want to 
wait and see till they work out all the bugs. What what what's your advice for people that are thinking about making the leap? Yeah, it's not time to put Windows 11 on a production machine. I I can't give that advice until I actually get to play with it. From all I can tell you, this a lot of people are a little confused about this. Windows 10 is going to be the last Windows operating system ever. Well, now we got 11. I don't know if that's really a good thing to do with the general public. It, it makes people a little bit leery. From looking at it, I think there's it's a merging, almost a, an attempt to merge all of the OSs together. We'll have to see what happens here, but I agree. If it isn't broken, don't fix it. It's one thing to have a test machine and play around. It's a whole different deal to start gambling on a production machine, something that's being used for work, and even to pay your bills at home. That's a production machine. We rely on that machine today. Being on the Internet is no longer a, a, a luxury or a game thing. It's, it's real life today. You almost have to have it. So I'd say, too, the same thing. If it isn't broken, don't fix it. Just hang on and let's find out when it becomes 100% or at least 90-some percent stable. We want a stable computer. We've got to be able to rely on them. Good advice, Steve. Yeah, and uh, beyond that, uh, when you go out and buy a new machine, I would assume at some point going forward, all new Windows computers will have 11 on it, that you won't have an option there. I, I think you're correct. I, some are already starting to trickle out, but it's very, very, it's limited at this point. You know, right. Even the manufacturers, they don't want to create a whole bunch of support issues for people. It's just not, not, not reasonable to think in those terms. Microsoft is very confident about this. They appear to me to be more confident about the upgrade going in. So I'm not sure about a full install on a clean machine that's never been tampered with or the hard drive, so it's been wiped, so it appears to have never had an operating system. We're, we're going to have to wait and see what happens here. But this is the first time I've ever had trouble getting files. It's, uh, it's, it's creating a lot of, a, a lot of excitement. Uh, they, they always entertain when they market they're really good at marketing but we'll just have to wait and see i think that's good advice our phone number on tech talk as always 651-989-9226 651-989-9226 uh, text is a great way to go you're welcome to call as well 651-989-9226 from our text line uh recommendations on a chromebook what would you buy if you went out and uh, purchased a Chromebook. I'll, I'll throw in my two cents. We've purchased three over the years here at home. But Doug, you go first. Well, you know, I would probably want something that had um, a little bit more memory. As if you're going to be going this route, you might as well step up to the plate and get something with at least eight gigs of RAM and some drive storage. I'd like to see 128 gig solid state drive minimum, 256, all the better. And I think people need to be asking the question about. You know, when will my Chrome operating system expire on this machine, and where do I go from that? Can I wipe it off and put Linux on it? Can I extend the, the they're talking about extending the um, uh, subscriptions now. They want to sell, not actually sell. They want to support Chrome OS as the subscription coming up, and I think that's going to be the way it goes. While the first year, and I think they're talking three years on some models, five on others, there's really no set pattern, but that would be a good question. Really kind of depends on what you're using it for. If you're going to be carrying this around all the time and you've got good eyes, 11, 12-inch Chromebook would be spot on. And there is a bunch of them. Uh, 
Unlike me, I, I prefer something minimum 13 inch because it's just too small for me to see and to type on. 14 or 15 inch laptop notebooks are spot on. HP has a great line of Chromebooks. Asus has a great line of Chromebooks. Dell has a good line of Chromebooks. Uh, you're not going to have any trouble finding decent computers that will run a, a Chrome OS. And they also are starting to talk in terms of merging the operating system with Android, which they've been kicking around for a while, but I think they're getting serious now. We're going to have an interesting couple of years coming up in operating systems the way it appears, which is good. I like this thing. Get to know your computer. Play with it. And there's no better place to do that, I don't think. It sounds like a plug, but it really isn't. Um, Micro Center has a whole display set up. Yeah, you can play with them and figure out what keys you like and how heavy they are and take advice from their professionals. They just do a great job of being able to have a whole lineup. And if I'm not mistaken, Costco has a pretty good lineup as well. But not Microsoft's the cream de la creme when it comes to playing with multiple machines within a couple hours. Um, get out there and play around. Chrome OS is going to be coming real strong this year. Real strong. They're Almost all the schools now are running the, the, the Google for educators. It's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, we, we have purchased three HP Chromebooks here at home, and we purchased some uh, for the in-laws, my mother and father-in-law. Uh, we, we've just had really good luck with HP, but as you pointed out, a lot of good equipment out there. Uh, it for, for what I use it for 90% of the time, around the house, it, it's definitely more than enough computer. Quick break. We have more Tech Talk coming up. Uh, 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. We uh, encourage texts, if you can do it safely. 651-989-9226. And you are also welcome to call and talk to Doug. He's in through uh, the news at 3 here at News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. It is 224, Tech Talk underway. Doug Swin, the heart is in. The phone number is 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. If you're having problems with your computer, hardware, software, whatever, or if you just want to know how something works, Doug is the man. 651-989-9226. And, uh, you're welcome to call as well. Uh, text, great way to go, 651-989-9226. Uh, Doug, let's talk about uh, the hardware requirements of Windows 11 uh, that make it incompatible with even slightly older machines. What do we know about that? Um, I, I know when uh, Windows 10 was coming onto the scene, there was a lot of concerns about, you know, can my machine uh, handle Windows 10? What about Windows 11 in that uh, that category? They're kind of taking the same strategy that they did with 10. There's download tools to check. I think that if you've got 4 gigs of RAM, you'll be okay. But I, every version of Windows that comes out runs better with more memory. So I'd be looking at 8 if it was me. And, of course, a solid-state drive, uh, be it the new NVMe or later, and your video is going to be a little bit more intensive the way it appears. But it's set up a little different than 10. My understanding is, is even during the install procedure, once they determine your hardware is right, 
or they think it is, they continue to check it multiple times throughout the installation. But um, I don't think it's going to be as quite as critical as, as it was with 10. But if you've got an older computer, and they are pumping out 32-bit versions as well, which tells me they must have something in the works that's, that's going to help to keep older computers running. But here again, I, I can't verify it until I get my hands on the files and actually actually work with them a little bit on my side. I, they're, they're doing their best to make this a smooth transition. And obviously, they're putting a whole lot more emphasis on the upgrades. And through that transition, if there's a tool, if it pops up and wants to download a tool to check it, by all means, I highly recommend people download that tool and let the Microsoft tool find out if you've got everything okay. I think it actually even does some diagnostic testing. So that's a good thing. Great question. Thank you for the text. 651-989-9226. is the phone number. Tech Talk with Doug. He is joining us until 3 o'clock today here on News Talk, E3LWCCO. Uh, gaming systems, uh, very popular, have been for years. Uh, there, there's been quite a battle between... Uh, uh, PlayStation and Xbox, and it's been kind of a seesaw battle over the years. Uh, good luck trying to find one of the latest uh, of these consoles. They have been hard to find, especially during the pandemic, uh, with, with folks hunkered down looking for something to do. Um, l- l- let's talk about uh, that. Uh, what what you recommend? Uh, do, do you have a preference? I like the PlayStation, actually. Nothing wrong with the Xbox, but I think the PlayStation is just a better way to go. If you want a separate machine, now most computers will be able to handle that as well. That said, a PlayStation or an Xbox is truly dedicated to maximizing your bandwidth, your internet speed, which if you're going to be playing online games, that's critical. And if I'm not mistaken, and Xbox probably has caught up with this, but the PlayStation, you could actually use as a DVD player as well. It had all kinds of functions that I think might be missing in the Xbox. I think dollar for dollar, I think a PlayStation is a better value. Yeah, and it, it, it's one of those things, it's, it's kind of a personal preference. We have both, my, my wife and my youngest daughter, both love to play video games. I'm not much of a gamer, but I, I plan to, you know, build a, a small flight simulator. I, I want to learn uh, and, and play around with that, maybe in the cold winter uh, weather months. Uh, so I, I have heard from a number of people that the way to go on that is an Xbox, but they have been hard to find. Well, you know, both, both of those gaming consoles are hard to find, but they are very powerful computers. I mean, they, they're, they're the real deal, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. This is nonstop. I mean, these things just get up and fly. Yeah, people, is it, they just love this thing. When you get involved with this stuff, and I've had some customers in the past that, had, that they were dedicated to this flight simulator, and they have specific airports, and a lot of people are actually staking this step as a first step towards learning how to fly and getting their pilot's license. I think that's just wonderful. That flight simulator if you may or may not know this, was actually designed to be a true flight simulator. And that came out as the, as the retail thing to help support that project at the airports for real live pilots to learn how to do the big ones. And then they just went down to the smaller planes. So it's all there. 
this is getting really, really big. I, I just love this stuff. 2.30 here at News Talk, A3OWCCO. Quick break. Doug will continue following the weather here at News Talk, A3OWCCO. You want to talk computers, hardware, or software? Doug's the guy, 651-989-9226. The wind has picked up. We're at 90 degrees here in the Twin Cities. The wind's howling now out of the northwest at 15 gusting to 26 miles an hour. We expect the dew points to drop, and as a result, the fire danger go up. Uh, with with, uh, lower humidity in the air, high temps, and strong winds. So be aware of that. Uh, There are concerns about fire danger as we move through the day here in a big part of the area. It's 2.31 here at News Talk, E3OWCCO. 2.37.23 minutes now in front of 3 o'clock on this warm, breezy Saturday. Number again, 651-989-9226. We welcome your calls and texts here on Tech Talk. And our text line filling up, as it typically does, on this Saturday afternoon. Doug joins us, sports schedules permitting, uh, on the weekends here at News Talk, A3OWCCO. Um, wanted to follow up, Printers, Inc., uh, Doug, where, where do you buy your ink? Typically, I just go online and uh, shop for price in a reputable dealer. Um, certainly, all the local retailers have it, um, but sometimes online it's just easier to place the order. It shows up, and, and that, that's the way I go. Oh, I have to agree. I, I have to be honest, Steve, and tell you, I haven't had a printer for years. If I need to print something, I just... Um, shoot it over to Nancy when she's at the office and they print it off maybe two, three times a year. I'm almost completely paperless here. Yeah. I do, however, help people to find the, the right inks, toners, and whatnot to purchase. And I'm finding that Amazon is just a great source for this. You can buy it from HP. You can buy it directly from Epson. And they've got some pretty decent deals too. But Amazon seems to be really, really good. Just make sure you're dealing with a with a prime vendor and, couple of days, usually a day or two, it's here. You couldn't get any easier. If you happen to make a mistake, you drop it off at one of their drop-off stations, or you have to package it up, uh, Kohl's or wherever you're close to. It, it just makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and printers, they've gone through quite the transition the last decade. We're putting out, I'm seeing some nice equipment in printers lately. Yeah, and the, the thing is, the consumables, we've talked about this, you can get into a pretty good printer and you're going to be happy with it at a low price point. But really, at the end of the day, for all the printer manufacturers, it is consumables. I am in the commercial printing during uh, business during the week, so so this part of it I really understand. It, it really is about uh, the cost of the consumables and getting a good understanding of that uh, I think it'll help you make a decision, and I think th- if you do your research and dig into it, you're going to find one that it, the the cost per page is going to be low. And one of the other recommendations I'll put out there about printers is that um, when when they come out of the box and you plug them in, they're going to print at the highest quality. It, most documents don't require that. Like for instance, I'll print out a couple of things for the show just to have them. At my fingertips, instead of having it, you know, on a tab on the computer, sometimes I'll have a printed copy of the finger two or the program note or, or some of those sorts of things. 
and just just print it on the 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 lowest quality you can. That will save ink. That'll save money over the long haul for sure. That's probably the best advice that you could send out there, and that's true for cameras too. This high resolution, especially in cameras, that twelve megapixel, the human eye can't see it, and you're just creating a ton more disk space. Printers, the same thing. You can take a look at that dot per inch in the 300 by 300, sometimes even less than that. If you've got a quality printer, you can't see the difference. Might as well save the money and save the toner. And the whole idea is to get as much out of these machines at the lowest possible uh, outgo uh, as you can. Yeah, yeah that's, that's great advice. Most people don't think about that with a printer, but it is important. So you'll burn through toner and all kinds of stuff that way that really it's not necessary. And that was really, really a good point you made. Thank you. Yeah, t- t- toner or ink, uh, you know, it's just one that there's a lot of great equipment out there. We talk about it with computers all the time or, or tablets. A lot of good manufacturers out there. But it, it spend a little time and, uh, and understand the cost of consumables, and you'll be uh, – you'll be happy with that decision because uh, ink toner, not cheap. Um, I have a brand-new Dell uh, Inspiron 15 3000 series, model 3500 to be exact. I was planning on having uh, the Geek Squad out to set it up. Um, Is that necessary in general uh, to get a new computer out of the box to have a pro help you set it up? You know, it's gotten to the point now where I would have to, and I don't want to cut any business out for Best Buy, but the truth is I don't think it's necessary. It's a simple, you sit down at a computer that comes from a main manufacturer, it's it's 90% finished. The only advice that I would say in Windows is try your best to set it up with a local login account before you connect to the Internet. Just don't plug it into the Internet. You can bypass it. And that will allow you to set up a local account. And that gives you a lot better control over the operating system on that machine. Once you set it up online and you kind of give control to the Microsoft, it's going to limit your machine somewhat and what it can do. And But as far as the difficulty to that, nothing to it. Take your time. And I think it's a good thing for people to do as well. There's If you do have a question, you will certainly be able to get on the Internet with that new computer. As long as you know your wireless password or whatnot, you're going to get online and just seek the answers via Google or DuckDuckGo. And that reminds me, by the way, I noticed we're promoting DuckDuckGo at CCO. I like that. Thank you. Uh, It's not necessary to spend extra dollars. Just get to know your machine, and you'll work through it. Can't take more than an hour and a half before you're up and rolling. I, I would say save the money there again as well. Yeah, you brought up Doug Tuck Go buying time here on News Talk E3OWCCO. People aren't familiar and and they catch one of those ads. Um, what is it? And help people understand the advantages of something like Doug Tuck Go. Oh, this is huge. Uh, Doug Tuck Go is one of the few major competitors for Google. And Doug Tuck Go took the approach, oh, what, 20 some years ago that that they felt that Google was not protecting people's privacy as well. So this whole search engine is built around privacy and security. It is a wonderful search engine. I don't know if it has the built-in artificial intelligence to keep track of what each person is doing to direct their searches. 
Google's got that, which, by the way, that you're going to kiss some privacy away for that as well. Um, like for my best example I give you is if I jump on Google at my house and I ask a, a technical question, over the years, the Google search has gotten to know me so well that it knows how to bring me the answers in the first first two pages at most Sure, where yeah. I'm going to find something real. DuckDuckGo, I think, has a ways to go working on that. That said, for privacy and security, I don't think we can do any better than DuckDuckGo. I probably do at least half my searches in DuckDuckGo these days, and it seems to be increasing as time goes on. You may have not seen this, but Brave Browser, they're starting their own search engine as well. And they sent it out. I am having some difficulty with that one. Okay. But DuckDuckGo, I recommend that 100%. That's just a sweet, sweet project. All right. So, folks, give it a try. No risk in giving it a try. It is free, 2.45, 15 minutes now in front of 3 o'clock. Before we break, we want to bring in a caller, John in Minneapolis. John, you're on the air with Doug here on Tech Talk. Hello. Hi, John. Do we got you? John? I'm here. All right. What do you got? Uh, I'm going to be getting on the Internet for the first time at age 64, and I'm uh, thinking of security and, you know, not uh, having data collected on me. Been doing a little research. I wonder what you think about a combination of something like, I think it's called Start Mail as an alternative to Gmail and something like uh, one of these VPN, Express VPN. Uh, I I have mixed emotions with VPN these days. um, I've been spending about the last six months attempting to create one that covered my whole house so I wouldn't have to have it at each individual machine. If you decide to go with a VPN, you're going to decrease your speed. If you've got an Internet service provider as Comcast or CenturyLink, they do a fairly good job, but even they are keeping track of where you're going, and and they sell this as it's just purely for our security and our protection, and most of it is for marketing. I would say that you might want to just make sure that your Internet service provider is on track and a competent antivirus and malware program if you're using Windows is absolutely your answer. There's no such thing in the United States as 100% private and secure. It just, I can't attain it. I can give you some extra information to that. Before you jump on the start page mail, Check out ProtoMail, P-R-O-T-O-M-A-I-L-E.com. And it might be ProtonMail, too. I can't recall off the top of my head. But there's certain ways that you can lock that down. And this gets to be a pretty complex issue. So I'm going to have you give me a call well, maybe tomorrow afternoon, mid-afternoon or Monday or Tuesday, whenever you got a chance, and we'll spend a couple hours talking about this. I would like to say give you a great, big, huge attaboy for being concerned about this before you ever flip a switch. That is awesome. Uh, We need more people to become involved in this. We need to take back some of our personal security and our rights to be free in America. I I would hope that we're going towards that. But right now, it's literally impossible to be 100% safe and be 100% autonomous. It's just not possible anymore. And with that said, the other side of the coin is I have the feeling that 
the people who are trying to play scammer games on that, uh, <laughs> life is very difficult for them these days. So there's always this trade-off between security and freedom and on the net. There's just no way around it. Right. Uh, but uh, I can't tell you. Give me a call. I got a couple other ideas I'll throw at you that you should be pondering as well. And thank you so much for that question. Thank excellent, you. excellent question. All right, 651-989-9226. Here on Tech Talk, Doug, we have a few more minutes. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll go to the text line. And if you have a quick call, we can squeeze that in before the end of the show as well. Here on News Talk, E3OWCCO. we got a few minutes left with Doug. The hour goes quickly. It is Tech Talk here on News Talk, E3OWCCO. If you're having trouble with your computer, hardware, software, whatever, uh, feel free to give us a call. Um, Yeah, Doug, you you brought it up going into the break. It is surprising. Uh, Someone that uh, has been able to get by, hasn't had a computer, hasn't been online, a bit surprising, but... Uh, wait, wait into it with with your eyes wide open for sure. I think, and and I, it, it's worth following up on the privacy thing here, because I I think people get concerned about privacy, but it becomes very very difficult to uh, walk the walk, so to speak. If you have a smartphone and you leave it on twenty four seven, the apps you have on that smartphone. Do you really know what information they're gathering on you with all those apps? That that you, I mean, the point being is, is that I think so many of us have just kind of fallen into this and are on Facebook or on Twitter or so on and so forth that that really the genie's out of the bottle on, it, on a lot of this stuff. It is, and and you know the thing is, is I wish Steve that you and I could point a finger and blame somebody. We kind of did this to ourselves early on in the Internet. Uh, they came right out and they said, well, we're, we're going to use some of your information over here to, like Google, to, do, uh, to sell marketing information. Or Facebook. A, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we did it on a broad level. That way we don't have to charge you. Well, we said, okay, you're going to give us something, you can go ahead. And they didn't made no bones about it. But it didn't take very long before this just spiraled right out of control. And there's a lot of concerns today about this, but th- there's no shutting it off. There, there really isn't. You, you, when you said that the, the genie's out of the bottle, you, you nailed it. It's, um, <laughs> I, my best guess, I'll bet you would take at least four to five decades to get it back. If that, if we, I don't think we ever can, actually. It, it's just so ingrained across the entire system. And part of this is the decision as to, well, what's public domain information? What should be publicly known and what shouldn't? That, too, still is a is an ongoing question, an issue that has yet to be answered, not just here in the U.S., but globally. Yeah. I yeah. think where people really get upset about our privacy issues is the fact that our government agencies work with, I believe at this point, 12 other government agencies around the world, and that information is being freely transferred around the globe. And I don't know if that's such a hot idea. I just, um, they started out, they called it the five eyes, the five countries. I think they're up to 12 or 19 now at this point. I can't even hardly keep up with it. But in the under the guise of security, 
if I had to say, okay, I'm going to keep the terrorists out of our country or I'm going to be private, I'd take the security. But that's me. Yeah. Nonetheless, we got to find that balance soon. Yeah, but I, I even think uh, on the micro level, you know, what, what you share on Facebook, you know, okay, you have the small circle of friends. It, it, it still goes into that realm and into that domain. And I think there, there are a lot of people that maybe didn't realize what they had signed up for at that point in time. And I think we're, we're starting to get a reckoning of that as we oh. move forward. We've only got a couple of minutes left in the program here. Um, and literally only about two minutes left. Uh, concerns about ransomware are, are individuals. We've heard about on the corporate side, some big companies have been hit. Are individuals still at risk, Doug? And what should they be concerned about there? Uh, they are somewhat. Uh, with uh, Malware Bytes is still the, the absolute top, top dog in this arena, I believe, for what it costs and what you receive. Uh, Linux community, we're not doing hardly anything. We seem to be okay. It's uh, This is going to be an ongoing problem. But here again, if there's this type of tracking on the Internet, which there is, we should have no trouble putting a stop to this within a day or two. And that's, that's my only thing. Can't have it both ways. It's either secure or it's not. If it's secure, then utilize the security and protect us. Yeah. If you have Windows, you I believe you have to have a commercial package along with Windows Defender. If you're in Linux or a Mac, I think you're going to be pretty safe. And, in fact, Big Sur is supposed to have it hard-coded right straight in to become more like a Unix computer. So I'm looking forward to playing with Big Sur as well on a new Mac. Um, this is an ongoing thing that we really, really need to get a handle on. I think it's coming our way. I believe it's getting better. The new ransomware is ugly, ugly. Yeah. Good question. All right, Doug, we've got to run. The time is tight. We will be back next Saturday between 2 and 3 o'clock. Uh, the Twins are playing a lot of uh, night games as we move late into the summer. Uh, so with the Twins playing at night, Doug will join us again next Saturday at 2 o'clock. Doug, your phone number and email real quick. Ah, thank you. 651-552-9543 and admin at WCCOTech.com. ADM at WCCOTECH.com. 651-552-9543. And thank you so much, Steve. Have a good weekend. All right, Doug. Uh, talk to you in a week. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.